Thank you, Heather. And then, yeah, thank you for the invites and the privilege to be able to speak to the ladies. Thank you to the, all the elders' wives. Sure, we really have been spoiled already. Arrived and we got gifts and I have to take those ideas back <laughs> with us to Joburg. So thank you, ladies. And it looks like we are at Cornerstone. Our congregation is similar to this. And this morning, our ladies send you love. They're busy having the ladies meeting as well. So while I'm here, our ladies are also getting together. And that's lovely that we can just take time out and just enjoy the presence of the Lord. We need that. So um, a little about myself. Would you mind putting that picture up of my family? There's our family. It looks quite big in Central Park in July. Um, yeah, we have a daughter and her husband, David, and they have two children. They live in Oslo, in Norway, and Wendy turned 40 this year, so we went to New York to celebrate, where our son and his wife, Taryn, they're in the front there with their children, Stella, Knox and Titus, and they are in New York, transitioning taking over a church. So that's our family. Terrible to not have family in South Africa. Terrible not to have grandchildren here. But when you preach the nations and your kids listen, then you've done a good job. But I always say, why do you guys listen? <laughs> it was meant for everybody else's children. But we are grateful that they love the Lord. So just a little about myself. Um, I come from a family of eight children. Don't be shocked. It was lovely. I was the youngest girl, five girls and three boys. My dad was German and my mom was Lebanese. So now you know where the big family comes from. And, um, yeah, no TV and a lot of other things. <laughs> so I was brought up in a Catholic um, house. Obviously, my mom being Lebanese, very strict Lebanese. We went to catechism and communion, um, confirmation every week. And, but at the age of 12 was the first time I heard about Jesus. I knew about the saints, I knew everything about my communion, but at the age of 12 was the first time I heard that I needed a relationship with Jesus. And actually, Taryn, it was um, Greg's uncle that led me to the Lord, hey? Tony, yeah. Yeah, so one of the Wiggleys, yeah. And this group of young people were in the park singing and telling everyone about Jesus. And um, Tony Wiggly was um, encouraging all of us, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I'd never known that I needed Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And um, I put up my hand and they prayed for me and I had an encounter with Jesus. So that's why I'm so passionate about children at a young age having encounters with Jesus because they can ex experience Jesus without having to go through everything that we hear about. And so my life was that at the age of 12, I gave my heart to the Lord and I was discipled by Priscilla. So you can imagine, uh, Tara knows Auntie Priscilla. <laughs> And, but I learned such good values and things that would hold me and make me strong for the future. At the age of 12, I never ever backslid from that day. Now you might think I'm amazing, but it was the grace of God because I came from a family 
that was not a Christian family, but I had that encounter with the Lord. And actually, out of the eight children, six of us got saved. And today, we have just one family member that still says she's a Catholic, but um, um, she never goes to church. So out of a family of eight, seven seven of us had given our hearts to the Lord. So that's my testimony. And I got saved into a church that loved young people and were passionate about young people and youth. And so we had great encounters with the Lord. We learned that God had a call on your life from a young age. And that was a great revelation for me. So I've walked with the Lord. But it hasn't been easy. And that's what I just want to speak about. How do you keep steadfast and how do you keep rooted in your relationship with God? How do you keep going? And I, I know some of you might think, oh, you're so righteous, you know, from, no, no, there's been difficult times in our lives and we have faced challenges just like everybody else. Our families um, face challenges. So obviously I'm married to Marcus. We've been in ministry for 40 years and even that's crazy. Why are you still in ministry? You must be crazy. The only reason why we're still in ministry is God has called us and we love the church. And it's an absolute privilege to be serving the Lord. There's nothing greater than serving God and um, having this privilege of working full-time for Him. So that's our story. But there have been challenges. And what keeps us strong? So we've been married for nearly 42 years. How do you get to be married for 42 years? Only the grace of God and being rooted in what God says that you need in your marriage. So if you're going through a difficult time, you need to just come back to Jesus. That is the only answer. How do you parent your children and bring them up in the ways of the Lord? Rooted in Christ. And that has been something that has been the theme of my life, that I need to become rooted. I want to be a solid tree. Uh, we're um, just uh, driving um, in, on the roads here. There's some beautiful trees, solid roots. You can see they've been there near Heather's house for years. I want to be one of those oak trees, but I want my roots to go deep and deep and deep. So my encouragement is that God does not want us to be these little bonsai trees. Who loves bonsai trees? Okay. You can love them, (laughs) but don't let that be your picture of what God's got for you. He wants you to have deep roots that spread out and reach out to people and create shade for people. There's a lady in our church um, that loves bonsai. Every time I visit her, she's an older lady. I have to look at all the bonsai trees. And she'll tell me how she trims them and how beautiful she keeps them and how she waters them, and that's great. But that is not the picture that God's got for us. And she just put a little video for us together about a bonsai tree that I thought we can just watch, please. In 8th century China, an art developed 
whereby a sapling had its root system carefully cut in such a way that it kept the plant small in size. This was the art of bonsai. Bonsai is not the miniature of the original tree. That sapling has the potential to grow into a fully sized tree, but because of the way the roots are cut and because it's planted in a shallow dish, it's kept small. Bonsais are man-made. Even though it's so beautiful, it isn't allowed to reach its full potential. The Bible tells us that just like trees need a healthy root system, that we as Christians need to be rooted in Christ Jesus. Therefore, just as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends its root system by streams, and it does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and it is not anxious in the year of drought where it does not cease to bear fruit. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaves do not wither. In all he does he prospers. God uses the picture of trees to remind us that we need to be rooted in Him. He wants our root system to be deep, our roots to be firmly settled in His streams of living water that He provides, and that is His Word, His Spirit, and His presence. God desires that we flourish and that we have leaves that do not wither and that we yield fruit in every season. We are not called to be bonsais, small trees restricted by the work of our own hands shallow-rooted, small growth, little to no fruit, limited to a bowl and controlled by people. Rather, be planted by the river of living water given by God. Let your roots grow deep and firm. Let your growth be large and full of fruit, full of life, made, shaped and established by God. Planted by the river of living water given by God. Let your roots grow deep and firm. Let your growth be large and full of fruit, full of life, made, shaped and established by God. When we are firmly rooted in Him, we can truly flourish. That's my message, eh? All in one. And that's what I feel God is saying to us today. That He doesn't want you to be that lovely bonsai tree. So if you are that, today you're going to change because you're going to become a tree that is planted with deep roots. And I just want to encourage you in that, whatever gift God has given you today, I just feel that some of you might be sitting and thinking, what gift have I got? Today, God's going to reveal that to you. 
And he wants you to even use that gift that he's given you to be rooted and established here in your local church. So God wants us to be strong trees with deep roots that cannot be shaken. Who's feeling like their lives have been shaken of late? Right, okay. And that can provide the shade for the lost. The unsaved people that are so desperate for Jesus, we need to have our shade where we can call them and say, come and sit under my tree and come and be refreshed by those roots. So to stay rooted in Christ is what my uh, message is. It's a message of encouragement. I want you to be encouraged that we can do it. We just need to get some basic things in our life, a revelation of who Jesus is, just like we sang, he is our prince, he's our king, he's our lord, he's our savior. And I just want to read Psalm 1, even though it has been um, spoken about on the video. Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law, on his, who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yield its fruit in season and whose leaves does not wither. Whatever they do prospers, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assemblies of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Now I'm not saying that we must be all righteous and we don't mix with unsafe people. That's not what I'm saying. It just says, be careful with who you um, spend all your time with. Are they pulling you down or are you pulling them up? And I definitely believe that we need to be in our communities with the people that need Jesus. And um, so it's not saying that we never go and reach the lost. But the righteous is who the Lord is going to help and keep us. And um, that's where it all starts. It starts with having a relationship with Jesus. You cannot... Speak about this if you've never given your heart to the Lord. So the first thing is that you need to have a relationship with Jesus. And that's where it started with me. The first step I made at the age of 12 was to be born again. Even though I thought I was righteous and I had a good uh, religious upbringing, but I had no relationship with Jesus. And I needed that encounter with the Lord to keep me strong. So if you have never given your heart to the Lord, today will be your day to say, today, step number one, I need to be born again. And then to live a devoted life where I live in obedience to God's word. We cannot say we are born again and then we don't live a devoted life and we don't live in obedience to God's word. We can't have one foot in the world and one foot... um, in the church, as to say. We need to have that devoted, obedient life. So for me to be rooted in Christ and to be established and to have that relationship, I've just found a few points. And the one is in prayer. I've been born again. Now I'm going to be one of those devoted women that pray. And the Bible says in Matthew 26, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. 
So if you've been tempted and you're doing things that are causing temptation, start praying. Leave that and start praying. And that's one of the roots that God has helped me to establish strong. It's not easy because I would rather be doing other things. But God's saying, you want to be rooted in me? And I want that root to go deep, deep. You need to be praying. And you can look through the, uh, the Bible. It says, pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean that we sit on our knees all day and pray. We pray on our way. So when we're in the car with our kids, we are praying. When we're at the office, we are doing our work and praying. When we're mixing with people, we are praying. That's what I feel, pray without ceasing. So one of those deep roots that have to go to be established is to be a woman of prayer. Okay, to be rooted in the word, that's reading the word. Do we read the word? I was just saying to some friends of mine the other day that the Lord just challenged me. There's so much available that when problems come, I found myself uh, about a week ago when Marcus was traveling and I was at home alone and something happened. Wow, quickly panicked. I must get worship on. So um, Brandon Lake comes on to lead me in worship. And then I must listen to a podcast. And there's so much available. And the Lord just said to me, why don't you just worship? Why don't you get the word out? You don't need Brandon Lake or somebody else. Just get my word and go to Psalms and start singing the Psalms. And you don't need to listen to the podcast to get the word in. Open the Bible and start reading. And it was like I was hit in the face. And I said, Lord, forgive me, because I rely. And sometimes as Christians, we get addicted to all the lovely things that are all good. But we don't have a relationship with the Lord. We don't know the word of God. We don't know how to pray. And I had to switch off the things that keep me busy, that are part of my addiction. And I had to take my word out and start um, um, reading the word. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I needed to start reading the word, looking into the word and saying, Lord, this is what you're saying to me. My father having a relationship with me, not through a podcast. So to be rooted in the word. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk with him, walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught abiding in thanksgiving. So that's another route that I want to to allow the Holy Spirit to dig so deep, and it must go deep, that when I face situations, I'm not running to, oh, I wonder what somebody else is saying. I'm running to my father and saying, Father, what do you say about the situation? So another one was to be rooted in worship. That's something that's... uh, value for me. That's, it's going deep. I want to worship the Lord. I don't have to come and wait for the worship leaders to lead me in worship. We are so grateful for the worship leaders, and it was so great this morning. Well done, ladies. But I need to be able to worship the Lord in my time, in my room, in my garden, walking around. I should be saying, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in you, you are perfect. You have done wondrous things. That's all in the word. So if I'm rooted in the word, when I need to worship, I take the word and I start singing and worshiping the Lord. How great is my God. He's so perfect. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. 
all my innermost being, praise his holy name. So it's coming down to the word of God and being rooted and start worshiping the Lord. Fall down on your knees, worshiping the Lord. Sometimes it's much easier worshiping the Lord with everybody here. Because we're all in unity and we're all excited to praise the Lord. But in the quiet moments of your bedroom, who feels like they want to worship the Lord? Alone. But we need those roots because that's going to establish the solid tree with these roots that are so deep. We're not going to be this pretty little bonsai that's going to be trimmed. No, no. We're going to have big roots that are going to be spread out, ladies. To be rooted in love. That's another challenge. Another root. And this morning we all love each other. But as soon as you go out of the door and your husband irritates you or your friend irritates you or something happens, what's the first thing that goes? Love. Then we need, it, we need to be rooted in love. And it says in Ephesians, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you've been rooted and grounded in love. You may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and heights and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. There it is in the word saying we need to have the root of love that we can comprehend how great and how mighty and wonderful and how powerful our God is. So love is another root because love conquers so much things. If we do not have love, we are just a sounding gong. If we do not have love, we can prophesy, we can preach, we can do all good things, but without that root of love, we are nothing. So if God is dealing with something in your life when it comes to love, love your brothers and sisters, love our families. We all have struggles with that. We all have somebody that we just have to say, Lord, please give me the love today. Anyone have those people in your life that when you are challenged and you know you're going to go and visit someone and you'll say, Lord, please, I just need your love today. I need your supernatural power to help me love this person. And God understands that. you rather be honest with the Lord than pretending. Rather take what God can give you to love the person than try it in your own strength. So God is so big. And he wants us to be rooted and grounded in love. To be rooted in forgiveness. That's just another point. There's so many points. But for forgiveness, these are things that God has helped me with. You know, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have grievance against someone, ask God to forgive. Ask the person. How can we worship the Lord together and we're sitting next to somebody and we've got unforgiveness? We cannot play that. God's going to want you to go and say, please forgive me. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. God is so gracious to forgive us, and yet so many times we hold and um, unforgiveness towards people. We just can't forgive. And if that's one of the roots that is not deep established in your life, the Holy Spirit will not let us get away with it. There was something in my life that I thought I'd forgiven my dad for years. I'm now 60, 
And I'm still holding on to this. And one day in worship, I just heard the Holy Spirit saying, and what about that little thing? And I said, no, it's not me. I'm 60. I love my dad. I'm serving the Lord forever and ever. And God just revealed and said, that little thing, that little thing that is deep down there, I want to cut that root off. And I want to cut that branch off. And I never want it ever to be established in your life again. And you know, I'd been serving God for nearly 40 years. And I still had it, but the God that loves us and that is full of grace, he's patient with us, but he won't tolerate us to hold things that are not from him. So if you've got something that you are holding against somebody, says forgive, because we want God to forgive us. So there are so many roots that I can go on and on to encourage us with that you have to establish in your life that you will be able to stand when the things get tough. Because when our roots go deep and when situations come, we don't fight them in our own strength. We fight them with the power and the strength of God. And so many of us have gone through difficult times, like I've said, but when we are strong, when sickness comes. This year, um, last year in November, we faced a situation with Marcus where the doctor as healthy as he is, he went for his uh, yearly checkup and um, for the prostate, is that what it is? And then they phoned us a week later to say that he's got cancer. Wow, that could never happen to our family, definitely not. We in the ministry, and he's so healthy and he looks after himself. No, no, we all face situations. So what do we do? We root it in Christ, we go to the word of God that says, by Jesus' stripes, we are made well, and we pray through it, and we trust God. And he had an operation, he's completely free. But now if we're not rooted in Christ, we will fall apart, because even though my roots are strong, I still shake, but I go back to that strong roots that's in Christ and my relationship with Jesus. People have faced death. In our church, we've just gone through circumstances where one lady has lost a, a sheep, gave birth and she died and she's left her little baby. How do we face all these things? How do we go to the family and say, death you ha is not the end? We need to know the word of God. We need to have those roots so deep. You might be facing financial problems. How can God provide? How can I give to the Lord? I can't even pay my bills. Get rooted in the word of God. Find out what the word says and fight the battle with the word of God. You need to know the word. Our children, you might be having difficulties with your children. It's in the word of God. He teaches us how to love our children, how to discipline them. So everything comes back to having this relationship with our father and to be established with deep roots. Being rooted in God's love holds us steady in the face of discouragement and keeps us firm against the lies of the enemy and against our own negative self-talk. As the winds blow, as the trials come, we are secure in God's love. Do you know God's love? That when the winds come, that you run into his arms and he holds you and he tells you that he loves you. Have you experienced God's love? Deep roots help us experience God's love. 
Yeah, and I just felt that um, God was also wanting to uproot some of us. He wants you to break out of your little pot that you're in. That little bonsai pot he wants to break and then he wants to repot you in a big pot. He might want to even put you in the ground now and say those roots need to um, just get established. You can't stay in this little pot. You cannot. If you want to be used by God, you need to be used and you need to be rooted in in him. So I just felt that God today wants to even break, uproot some of you and say, I'm going to take you out of this little pot, Taryn, and I'm going to put you in a bigger pot because I've got so much more for you. Yeah, he just wants to repot you and he wants to use the soil of love and forgiveness and his presence and he wants to just fill us with that. That we can bear fruit. That's why he wants to do this. He wants us to have a relationship with him that we can be rooted in him and that we can be, bear fruits. Not just to look good on that little table. No, no, we need to be those wild trees with roots that are tangled and spread all over and so many people involved in our lives. Okay, roots that go deep grow in the dark. Some of us don't like dark times in our lives. Nobody likes dark times. Anybody loves it when, it's, when your life's full of chaos? No. None of us say, please, Lord, make my life an agony. No, we don't. But you know what? In the dark times, God's with us. Deeper your roots, you will not be moved. When the, the roots grow in the dark times, in the natural as well, underground, so during those dark times, God is with us. He's there with us. He's going to not leave us nor forsake us. His word says, even if you go through dark times, he's going to be with you. The Lord is your shepherd. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. What you invest in, you are rooted in. Isn't that amazing? If you invested in what God's got for you, that will be what you'll be rooted in, and it will be the fruit of your life. So if you are doing things for God, there are going to be fruit in your life. You need that. What you invest in, you are rooted in. The fruit that comes from these deep roots are picked sometimes and are sent all over the world. Who's been in Europe and you've gone to buy some fruit and you pick up an orange and say, wow, this orange is beautiful. They say it's from South Africa. And we never get it in South Africa, hey? Because it's picked here and it's sent all over. And that's what I feel God's also saying. Some of us, the fruit that's going to come from our roots, people are going to pick it and God's going to use it all over in the nations. He's going to use it right here in South Africa. Whatever you're involved with, whatever your gift is, let the Holy Spirit pick you and use you. And let people taste and see that God is good. Isn't that beautiful? To have a fruit that's well established and people taste. And what do they taste? They toast God. And that's what we want. A lovely uh, verse in Proverbs 11 verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And the one who is wise saves lives. Isn't that powerful? The fruits of the righteous is the tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives. That 
uh, Proverbs 11.30, I've got written, Lord, I want to be wise and I want to save lives because those are the only things we're going to be able to take to heaven with us is people. And when I get there, I want to hear the Lord say, well done, Adele, but look where you've brought with you. And I've got streams of children that I've been involved with and old ladies and young people and everything that God's given me. The ladies that I play paddle with, I've told them about Jesus. And those are the things we take with us. And I want to be wise and I want to save people. When the roots are deep, there is no reason to fear the wind. And I believe you guys have had storms here. And I believe some of these trees have stood. Hey? The roots have been so deep and there hasn't been fear because you know that God is with you. There's no reason to fear the future when the wind comes. And the wind will come. And you will feel like the three little pigs. I'm going to come and blow your house down. <laughs> no, no. Be like that last little pig where they, the wolf could not blow the house down. Hey, we do not fear. We stand firm. God, you are with me. No matter what I face, it might not be the outcome that I want, but it's the outcome that you are going to give me. So if the wind is blowing, just stay firm in the Lord. Whatever is hindering your roots, cut it off today. Get untangled. If you have complicated your life, and you've made your relationship with God so difficult, untangle yourself. Let the Holy Spirit just cut all those things off and just ask God to give you a new pot of ground where you can put the roots down and you can be victorious. That's what God's got for us. So please, ladies, I'm going to finish off now. I just want to encourage you. Do not be this beautiful bonsai tree. We all love being beautiful and we love being everyone telling us how beautiful we are and you look so good. And, but that is not going to help you when the wind comes. Rather be that strong oak tree with roots right down that when the winds and when trials come that you'll be able to grow in God. What an honor it is to remember the works of God in our lives. We sang that today. And you could have well established, there's some older ladies here. And I'm sure if I sit with you today, you'll tell me of the goodness of God. And that's what we need to be encouraging each one. What has God done for us? And what an honor it is to remember the works of God. When we root ourselves in remembrance of what God has done, we can't help but be ushered into thanksgiving for what he has done for us. That was something that came from um, Bill Johnson, and I thought, that is amazing. When we root ourselves in remembrance of what God has done. So those roots of remembrance tell each other, let me tell you what Jesus has done for me. We used to sing that song, let me tell you what the good Lord's done. We should be telling from generation to generation. I want to be telling my children, my grandchildren of the goodness of God. How he brought us through the sickness. How he healed Poppy. How he gave us finance. How he did this. We need to pass that from generation 
to generation that we can bless the next generation. So ladies, it's nothing new under the sun. It's basic things, but if we don't get those basic things right in our lives, we will not keep ourselves rooted in Christ and we won't make it for the long haul. So if you just need to get back to basics, start reading your word, start praying, start worshiping, start being thankful, and put away all those other things that are making you look like you're doing great in God, but it's not a relationship with Jesus. That's between you and the Lord. Just go back to his feet and say, Father, I want to be rooted. I want to be so rooted in you that nothing that I face is too difficult. No marriage is too difficult. No problem, no sickness is too difficult. Nothing is too difficult for our God. So I really trust that that will encourage you. It's been something that has kept me going in my spiritual life for uh, yeah, 50 years now, serving Jesus, and I'm going to keep going because I want my children to say, that's my mom. She was faithful through difficult times. And my grandchildren to say, wow, that's my Emma. She, she knew God. Don't we all want that? And it's not a message of perfection. It's a message of a relationship with Jesus.